is at zero, and another huge game is in the books. Sione Vaki is in. He ran a bunch of Wildcat last week against Cal, and Barnes looks his direction. It is Vaki out of the backfield. Sione Vaki is in. Here is a handoff from Marshawn Lloyd, the South Carolina transfer. He broke free, and he scores. He got by Richie for six. Second and goal for USC. It's a pitch. It's Branch and misdirection for six. King in motion. This is Bryson Barnes right up the middle for a touchdown. Barnes waiting. Alexander after and he throws end zone touchdown. Landon King pulls it in. It's an option pitch. It's Lloyd to the fringe and Fillinger knocked the football away and there is Cole Bishop. He's in for the second half and he's got the football for Utah. And it's first down for Utah. That's over the middle for Baki. Short cut and so wow! Here comes Bird again. Intercepted! Kalen Bullock changes the game for the Trojans. Williams running. The post-game interviews and your phone calls. The Ute Postgame Show, presented by Science Bank, begins now on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome on in to the Ute Postgame Show. Utah takes down USC 34 to 32 with a field goal to end it. Christian, what a game we have on our hands that we that we have on our hands right there. I, I don't even know what to say. I think uh, <laughs> may, maybe maybe like everyone else, I think we're spoiled. Think about the last four games against SC, the way that Utah did it, and that was such an unorthodox fashion. Uh, one of the neater games. That you put in the book. Um, I was at the Pac-12 championship game. You were there. Uh, we were live in Vegas. Um, that was one of the coolest games. It was at Allegiant uh, Air. I think this game had such low expectations, and I think we got to give credit to where credits due is that the coaching uh, from Kyle Whittingham and, and Andy Ludwig and Morgan Scally was next level. They outcoached USC. And uh, obviously, Bryson Barnes and the players that executed the game plan, like Sione Vaki, we'll get into all of that, which was world-class stuff. Two touchdowns, big big catches. Bryson Barnes ended up throwing for 254, I believe. Two touchdowns. The one, fact one, that one, Bryson Barnes went over 200 yards passing is... 254. Is, well, I, is, is impressive. Was he was he 60 to 90 on his feet, I would suppose, right? Right. We I said to you before, uh, he they... Um, they went down and kicked that field goal. I said, he can't throw in the two-minute. He's got to get it with his feet. Right. And um, somehow you get down in field goal position for Cole Becker to bang one home. But holy cow, last year at Rice-Eccles drained me and 
Uh, and Hans and I did post game for like two and a half hours. Now this game on the road, the last one in the, in the chapter book, beating Caleb Williams for the for the third straight time, um, is just a feather in Kyle Whittingham's cap and his his um, ability to coach. He's oh. just a far superior coach uh, than the other side. And with with B and C, or if you want to say twos and threes guys that are resilient and that have been in the program for a long time and have just stuck with it and hats off to Bryson Barnes. Um, he's the one who's gets the resilient award and um, didn't give up on himself. And everybody's like, oh, Nate Johnson, I was one of them. And heck people get better every single week. And I think we forget about that in college football right. or in life that if you hang in with it, you can improve the, through practice. There's a reason why you have practice weeks and he's had, you know, another straight week of great practice and, you're not getting Cam Rising back this year. I don't. I don't believe you will. And uh, you're going to have to ride Bryson Barnes and a guy with those types of guts. If you're a player, um, you'll play all out for him. And and you have a you have a game plan to win. You can win this fashion against anyone. And um, you've got SC down there. They have a loss in the category in the Pac-12 champ. Pac-12 play two and. Now you get to excel, celebrate this one and get to look forward to Oregon. But man, what an amazing game, uh, Kyle Whittingham, just building a statue one yeah. brick at a time. I think it's already right. built, but holy cow! Well, you better at job. least lay the groundwork for where that thing's going to go because he a masterful coaching job. I mean, they this was a game that started out. Uh, it came. I mean, first quarter it's fourteen fourteen, and we're thinking, oh, this is going to be just nonstop scoring. And then all of a sudden it went through a little lull and it's like, wow, are they even going to get to, you know, are they going to get to, are they going to get to 20, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden, uh, they're able to get some things going and, and, and Sione Vaki, can we just talk about the game that see, is there anything that, and by the way, Hey, me and Christian, you know, you said you and hands were here for two and a half hours. If you want to react to the game and call in, uh, what a, an unbelievable win for for Utah, for number 14 Utah, taking down USC. Call in 801-575-ZONE, 801-575-9663. Uh, react to this one. But Sione Vaki comes in and, and I mean, he did it both on, uh, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, but the offensive side of the ball. I did not see Sione Vaki uh, for going for 100-plus yards receiving on my bingo card. No. Uh, they, they, and two touchdowns they, they found that, receiving. They found that play they liked against Cal. We were, we were hating pretty hard last week on, on Bryson for overthrowing him. Right. But uh, Andy Ludwig. It was there again. Andy Ludwig just put together one of the best offensive coordinating jobs I've seen him do. And he's had a really good resume um, and you use utilizing Sione Vaki out of nowhere. Uh, Sione has over 200, 220 yards combined rushing and receiving has over 149 yards receiving five catches, uh, two touchdowns obviously was effective on the ground, but the way he mixed up the run game, which a Quinton Jackson, who was taking direct snap and Sione Vaki and, they were they were dictating a little pace. RPO with the two a little, of them. A little yeah. RPO. They, they never threw it. They didn't have to. And uh, from the very beginning, the offensive line kind of established that that run game. And between Jaquinda and Sione Vaki, and on the ground with Bryson Barnes, how many yards did Bryson have? Like, Fifty-seven. Uh, Ten yeah. for fifty-seven. Yeah, and obviously sacks sack yardage counts against him. So um, I don't know what the true. Uh, y- yardage would be if you took away the because the sack yardage does count right. against the 57 so he might have had 90 uh but overall 
Andy Ludwig just he outschemed he outschemed the USC defense. He got a matchup one on one against that uh, Texas true freshman kid, um, and Sione Sione Vaki is. He is very similar to Eric Weddle. He's he's built a little different, but there are players that you meet that are just super instinctive. And uh, if you watch Britton Covey run, you'd you'd be like, this guy, he, he, the height, the size, it's not really there. But how many game breaking plays did you see Britton Covey make? He's just yeah. instinctive, knows how to move in space. You saw it with Sione Vaki. Uh, Jaquinda Jackson's another one of those leaders. The offensive line played really, really well. Even with all of the mistakes, uh, you know, the false starts, the poor, uh, there's tons of plays. The defense could have ended the game if Connor O'Toole came up with that fumble recovery. But overall, you you put this one in the books, you won't remember all those details. You'll remember the heart of Bryson Barnes, the the feet of Sione Vaki, and the runs from Jaquindon Jackson in this offensive line. And I just, you know, we're going to talk about it for a while. We'll go, we'll go layer and layers deep, but... I, I think overall, um, finding Sione Vaki mid-season, pre-bye week, uh, with all of the injuries, might be one of the best jobs by whether it's Andy, whether it's Morgan, or whether it's Kyle, who recognized that this kid was a freak athlete in, in, in high school. He's he's a return missionary. That was like five years ago. <laughs> it's forever ago. He is. So. You know what? He is sneaky fast. I, he got around the end when and he's gotten around yeah. the edge a couple times. And you think, oh, there's no way he's going to he's going to outrun these guys and get to the edge. And he gets to the edge. And all of a sudden he breaks out. I think it was like a 35 yard run or 32 yard run. It was like it's like this guy is he's he's unbelievably. I mean, he's an unbelievable athlete. Yeah. Like. In, in more, I mean, making the, the catches that he's making, you know, out of the backfield on the wheel route and then just the, the sheer speed. It's like, I mean, I get it that he is he's one of your he's one of your best defensive players, but he's one of your best offensive players, which is crazy. Yeah. And you find a mid-year. Uh, they obviously knew he, they had something in him, but Utah was desperate. Like, and I think this is where it's great coaching. Poor coaching is what, Lloyd? It's sticking with the same scheme. We've we've got our players. You wouldn't found something different. This offense needed something different. It's elevated everyone around him. And, you know, Sione Vaki's made those plays on, on the ground. Bryson made a perfect throw on that first touchdown. But that second touchdown to Sione Vaki was a whip route. It was like a Julian Edelman type of whip route. Plants his foot, cuts, in, cuts underneath, and goes back to that left pylon for a touchdown. That's what's crazy about football is that we've been not brainwashed, but as we grew up, you're thinking, okay, the receivers have to be Calvin Johnson. They have to be six foot four, da 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 da. Or they gotta be Terrell Owens. They gotta be six foot four and run a four four. If you look at all of the great receivers, all of the great slot receivers, which he was a, a former slot receiver in high school, what do they have all in common? Whether it was Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, um, you know, there's the dude who who uh, uh, played with Peyton Manning, who wasn't super fast. Can't remember his name. An underneath guy, but they are just they have instinctive speeds and know how to run routes. It's like Cooper Cup, right? And um, Sione Vaki is just a, a a pleasure to watch and a warrior. Super tough to be able to play both ways, and uh, they see something like an Eric Weddle, and that's where they went back to that package and. Guys, when did you see Eric Weddle last? That's 18 years ago. Yeah, right. But you're running the same stuff. And I think that's what's so neat about the Utah tradition is that you don't have 25 years of amazing offense from the Urban days to Andy Ludwig days and uh, to find him and to put the, the player in the right position. And obviously, 
great players who are playmakers make coaches look amazing, but um, he's just a selfless guy. You know, I think that's what's so neat about this overall team. They all have a, a, a fabric of selflessness. They work hard, whether it's Bryson Bards, Quinton Jackson, Sione Vaki, this offensive line, and even the receivers, right? You saw some, some decent receiver play. You want to, Tap Money Parks on the side of the head when he dropped that second and second and nine. Help, help me help you. But guess what? <laughs> guess what? Fate had it that the guy needed to get a targeting call on the next play, right? To get you moving. But um, you know, awesome play from C- uh, from Sione, and obviously there's more we're going to get into. But I think uh, just an amazing overall team win, considering all of the trial you had in basically the third and fourth quarter, and giving up a pick six and not getting the fumble recovery when you had it in your hands and they kicked a field goal to only be down five and to give up a giant punt return and let them score quickly. So there's a lot we're going to react to. There's a lot we're going to talk about tonight, guys. And so feel free to call in and uh, what an amazing win for Utah. And you're six and one against a six and one Oregon team at home. So bring your voice next week, Utah fans. It is going to be crazy. Uh, call in 801-575-9663. Uh, we'll take your calls, and it wouldn't be a, a, a Ute post-game show without our guy Robin. Robin, what's going on? What you got for us? Ooh, man, I about puked. I'm not going to lie. How, how about that 5-0 and starter we have? That's right. Robin, <laughs> keep calling. Undefeated. Undefeated quarterback, he's, he's the going, pig farmer. He's going to the college football playoff with yeah. that, right? I, I love the split screen of him and Caleb sitting on the bench. So th- this is where I'm at with uh, the whole – these guys deserve a chance. The, the team that's won the first six, even if Cam does get healthy, I mean, these guys deserve the chance. I, that's how I feel as a fan. Don't take it away from the guys that have earned it. Uh, I, I Honestly, I think we have a chance to beat Oregon. Why not? I hope they're favored tomorrow by five because uh, – that, all that does is motivate us more. But, man, what what a game. To give up a pick six and basically a punt return, just resilient. Uh, hope you guys don't stay up too late, but go Utes. Thanks for the call, Robin. Thanks, Robin. That, that opens up a, a phone line, 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-9663. Uh, he talked about, you know, uh, you had that pick six, you had that punt return, and I'm telling you what, Kyle Whittingham, uh, I, he already has lots of gray hairs, but that stuff, that hair on top might turn white uh, after after the up and down game he's, that was. He's a handsome fellow. Who cares, right? <laughs> he could be the best looking dang, dang Santa around Silver Fox, right? Um, he's amazing. Um, I, let's let's take let's let's expound on uh, Robin's take. He thinks that. Uh, Bryson Barnes should be removed or replaced by Cam Rising. I listen. I this is my view, and it's not. It's not probably popular. I don't think. I think his knee knee injury is pretty serious. Yeah. I don't think you see him for a month, and you may never see him the rest of the year. I think he's a good steward uh, in terms of helping Bryson Barnes. Um, would you uh, want a healthy Brant Keithy and a Cam Rising if he got him for the last four or five games? to give you a chance to go to the CFP, but, you know, possibly. I, but guess what? But stay. you have to stay focused on with what you have right now. Exactly. Like you need, to, you need to worry about the next game and not be worrying about, 
well, is Cam going to be back? Let's find out Thursday. No, you can't. You have to worry about the next game and, and Bryson Barnes getting ready for that game. It, and all your, your starters doing what, what with whatever offense you have right now, you have to have all those guys getting ready for it and the, not worrying about it, Cam. It, I think that it, you're totally right. It disrupts the locker room when you're going back and forth and hearing the media talk about Cam. And I think Cam was sick of it, too. That's why he like blurted out like, "Hey, it's the meniscus. Hey, it's the MCL, PCL. It's all of it's this, shredded. It's, it's all the CLs. Okay, every right. one of my ligaments. Um, I think, I, I, I think you know at this point, this is the team. You you learn about yourself as a team game by game. You write a new year, a new story every single year, and this one's unique because you haven't had a guy you were you were planning on the whole time. I personally don't think you'll get him back this year." You could be optimistic about getting him back, but I, I just, I don't, I don't, it's a very serious injury. So what's neat about this, and we don't want to disrupt or take away from this major win, um, this is a, I think once they put Bryson back in and stop playing the back and forth with Nate, um, this is the the type of, there's a reason they did that because they could run their whole offense. And today you got 254 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, he threw a pick. Um, yeah, he re- he rushed a touchdown too, um, and so and he ran for fifty seven yards. So I I don't think you'll get a better performance from Bryson Barnes than you got today. The guy th- the guy showed straight heart, and you saw that on that run when he there should have been another helmet to helmet because he, yeah he got he got his bell rung, and uh, but the guy battled and fought for those yards. And you were talking about it. You 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 said right before he ran for that that big game that put him in the, in field goal range. You said. Run it with Bryson Barnes. You need to run it with Bryson Barnes, and sure enough, he scrambled and he and he runs for that and runs for that first down and puts him in field goal range. Well, you could see USC was going to play press coverage or playing press man because they're like Devon Vale is not going to get off. He's not going right. to break away. Money Parks isn't going to break away, and they're just running these short little six six yard ends, and uh, that's what happened. Uh, Bryson Barnes stepped up in the pocket multiple times, not. Out and around, he's not fast enough. But that's the beauty of the pocket. When you got pass rushers who are trying to be too aggressive, like a D end or a D tackle, they're trying to rush past you. There's going to be a natural fold that you can step up into. It's unnatural for quarterbacks, those that have been around for a while, like the Aaron Rodgers of the world, or even Cam Rising, and even Caleb Williams does a good job with us. They step up, and then they can see that the field changes. That's the that's the that's the risk of playing press man. USC was playing press. The press stays, and even a slow quarterback can get you twenty yards, twenty five yards, puts you into field goal range, and uh, they then hike the ball and take a timeout to get in the middle of the field. And Cole Becker, you know, awesome for him. He's been injured. A good transfer. Again, we talked about this at the top of the year. You need good kickers. You need a Louis Sakota yeah. type guy. Louis did it for so many years. I made a tweet that, you know, it's the lore of Cole Becker, similar to Louis, but to win a game with your foot, um, that's amazing for him. And I'm glad you got a kicker this year because last year he would have been in a lot of trouble. Let's talk about that 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 uh Utah defense. I mean, they had they had four sacks total. Um, they did an un- unbelievable job with with Caleb Williams. I mean, they kept him they kept him in check. They really did. I mean, they kept him. I think it was. I think he threw for two hundred and fifty-six yards, yeah, something like that. He, like he ran. He ran for quite a bit. I think he ended up having. T- I guess they sacked him so many times. He only had twenty-seven yards, is what they said. But for ten, he had a couple big runs. But it looked scary. Uh, it looked like 
our prediction from the beginning of the Matt Fink bombing over the top, that fir- that big bomb, to, right. I think it was Washington over the top for 57 yards. Yeah. Um, and the tackling, they missed a tackle on that first, uh, that second rush off the left side of the South Carolina transfer kid, but with Nate Ritchie. But other than that, they settled in. Um, it It is, you. I, okay, I thought about this when, when I was watching the game. It is such a, it is such a privilege to have two deep at your D tackle and D end spot to have Jonah Ellis take emerge as the starter. And then have Connor O'Toole come back. Obviously Logan Fano got injured, but to have Connor O'Toole and Van Fillinger van actually had a big sack too against Caleb Williams. And so, you know, having three guys, that's really all you need. Is you had one from Van, you had one, one from, from Connor, Connor O'Toole, you one had from one Jonah. from Jonah Ellis, and, and then, then you had one from... It's probably like Cole Bishop or, or Samote Peppa or... Vaughn. Vaughn? Yep. Okay. Yeah, uh, Vaughn. Yeah, so, and the corners, they were coming up and playing great. They The coverage was meh at times, but overall, great team defense hanging in there. Getting it was interesting. We were really concerned about not having Cole Bishop in the first half. I think they played better defense in the first half than the second half. The fact that they got it to fourteen, the fourteen, fourteen in halftime. I was like, it's like, it's like, it's well, like, it's it should like, have been seventeen almost, right? Right. It should have been seventeen. Yeah, well, they, maybe they, even bigger. They they had a fourth down conversion they didn't get, and then they right? didn't kick a field goal. Um, it it felt it's like okay, they uh, it's, it's almost like this game is just barely starting with Cole with Cole coming back now in the second half. Yeah. It was like it was just starting, and um, you know Cole came in and and it, you know what, right place, right time. They uh, fumble uh, on uh, was it Kayla? It was Kayla. No, no, no. It was the running back. Yeah, they knocked that loose, and 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 Cole Bishop was there to was there to get it. Oh, um, did he pick it up? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. he, he was the I one. Guess, he, what am I saying? He perfect perfect time to put your cape back on. Perfect time to Bishop. put your cape cape back on. Cole Bishop comes in and makes a play, but. Um, I was, you know, I was surprised that they didn't that, that USC didn't run Lloyd more because the guy had seven for like a eighty six yards, something like that. No. Like he was effective. Well, this is where it comes back to the arrogance of Lincoln Riley. Exactly, right? we're going to try to throw on you. Is, it's like you are running the ball. They had they were running the ball on Utah easily the, in that the, in that this, second, first the, half. This is this listen. This is the same thing as uh, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. Um, same thing with Caleb Williams. They're They'll go throw the, this little out dink and dunk to be the runs instead of just power. The, the the first the first touchdown that USC got was a was a countered power, and had guards out in front. Both of the linebackers got got hitched up, so the the guy just spurt through, and you just got to be to safety. Um, and this is where, you know, Kyle, credit to Kyle. Kyle is a classic. Just a classic. He'll just grit and grind, and uh, whether it's tennis, whether it's golf, whether it's football, he'll just hang through all the punches, and then just will say, "Hey, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I'll just keep running it. We're going to keep being effective to our game plan." And if you look at the time of possession, this is where it hurt him. Right? Utah had the ball thirty-four minutes compared to USC's twenty-five. Right. U- Utah outgained SC four hundred eighty yards to four hundred. So. Back to my same point, Andy Ludwig's better work than than uh, Lincoln Riley and their offense. It's you one look of the at best those jobs. offenses; there is no way Utah should be outgaining USC's offense. It just shouldn't. It should. It, it was, really it was game plan. It was all game, game plan. Game plan set. And don't get me wrong; I mean, Utah's defense. I mean, you knew USC was going to get some yardage. It was just it was just going to happen. 
Yeah, but you hold them to 400. Yeah. Like last year, I think they gave up 550 or yeah. or something like right. that. Caleb Williams had like four 440 and five touchdowns and one interceptions or no interceptions, right, in the in the home game at Rice-Eccles. And so when we talked about the plan to win, if you look at the statistics, what did we say? They had to, they had to win time of possession. They had to play great defense. They played good defense. They didn't play elite or amazing defense. They played a great defense. Right. Great defense. Didn't get a, didn't get more turnovers, which they needed. They got a fumble. Um, but overall. Should have had an interception, except for they were offsides. Yeah. That, this <laughs> caught our O'Toole. Right? He, he was aggressive. Two, he, had, he was, he he two, was ready. He had two of them. Yeah. He had two of them. Uh, but overall, I you know, it's a great team win. Special teams. This kick, well, punt return, let's put a major negative by that. But in terms of kicking a game winning field goal, the offense came to play. You know what you're going to get from your defense. And so um, I, I don't know how to feel about this, about the overall season. I really don't. Like, I, I think getting a, a road win against SC is, was unexpected considering the circumstances. Um, you're six and one. You beat Florida at home. You beat Baylor on the road. You lost at at uh, Oregon State with Nate Johnson instead of going uh, Bryson Barnes. It's easy to do. Um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I think you have your guy now. You have an offense and an identity. Hindsight and- is twenty twenty. I, I thought to myself, I, I kept, I couldn't help but think about. So you gave Sione Vaki. One carry in that Oregon State game. You give him one, like you knew you wanted to, you wanted to check it out and see it, and you're like, okay. But had you committed to it, it'd be like maybe it's a different ball game. I, I don't know if it's the commitment. I think it was the. I think just Nate Johnson wasn't uh, an executor. No, he, he can't execute the offense. And I think uh, Andy Ludwig talked about it all the time. He's like, there may be more upside in Nate Johnson taking the reps, but he doesn't let us af- effectively run our playbook. We got to be us and run our playbook. And um, the heart of Bryson Barnes was shown throughout that whole game. Uh, people are going to f- continue to rally behind him. Um, I, again, back to my thought on, I don't know how to feel about the season. We're midway. Um, you got Oregon at home. I think you just got to soak this one in and take it game by game because if you can somehow do this again, bottle it up, you play really well at home against Oregon. You play really well at home. You've won 20 straight. I think you beat Oregon at home the last bunch. Um, I'm not going to count. You know what? I'm not going to count this team out. I'm not counting the team out. Games that I thought, I mean, to be honest with you, when the season started, I had this Utah team because, one, I didn't know when, I, I mean, I had them going into conference play undefeated or without a loss. But I thought there would be three losses in conference because they beat up each other. I thought there would probably be, uh, a loss to Washington, probably a loss to Oregon, possibly, and then a loss to you, no. USC, possibly, or maybe Oregon State was was one of the other ones. But I thought maybe three losses in in conference. But I don't know if USC was one that I thought they were they were going to pro- probably win. Probably not. Well, yeah, on the road in the Coliseum's tough. Right. Uh, Oregon State, I I just Corvallis is tough. But listen, I think what's so unique about this season is. The pieces that you thought would be there are not there. No. And I think that's why we're witnessing masterful coaching. A masterful Mr. Miyagi takes a brand new student or a student that's been there a while and and builds the plan towards the strengths of the student. And you've got a bunch of students. You've got a bunch of leaders. But the offense right now 
is not orthodox. This wasn't your game plan. It's not even the same offense as last year. It's not even the same offense as the last two years. And I think that's what's so masterful is that knowing the limitations of your offense or knowing that I don't have those plays that I ran last year. The way you beat SC last year right. isn't even the same way you beat them today. And I think that's what's so cool. No, is it that was a, an offensive th- explosion last year. All three games right. have been its own little book in different chapters. But overall, um, this one, I keep going back to the one last year at, at, the, at Rice-Eccles when it was Dalton Kincaid for 15 straight catches for 200 yards because they couldn't shut down the tight end. This one was you couldn't shut down Sione Vaki. Jaquin and Jackson had over 100 yards again um, rushing. Um, you played it uh, your own way. And I, th- I think that's what's so neat about this win is you didn't deviate from what you thought would be effective and you stuck – loyal to kind of your game plan and and who the DNA of Utah is. And this DNA goes back to, the, you know, early 90s, you know, even to the right. Mike Anderson, Chris Matumafala, to the Matt Asiata, the Eddie Wides, the Mackay Bernards, the Devontae Bookers is we're going to wear you down. Don't forget Mike Anderson. We're going to we're going to we're going to knock you out and um, we're going to win with running and play action and win with our feet. And I think that's what's. A, a, a team like SC, you knew they were soft and you knew that you'd wear them out. Teams that are hard to do that against, Oregon's becoming more tough. They really are more tough as a team overall. Uh, the Alabamas, the Georgias, be really interesting to see against them. Washington has a lot of grit and grind to them, but Penix is just dynamic. But this <laughs> is what's, good. I think this is what's kind of neat is we don't have to put a label on this team is that they were witnessing before our eyes a team that's gelling and coming together and putting together an amazing resume against all odds, against really all odds for them to continue to win and, and let's enjoy it. And if they keep surprising us, you know, maybe at the end of this rainbow that maybe this is the team that finally gets a Rose Bowl victory or better yet, maybe they finally make themselves into the, the college football playoff. But they, there's so much to go. Yeah, there's so there's long Because last, last year right now, I'll remind you, Utah fans, this week I think we lost to UCLA and got smashed last year. Right. And this, the sky had fallen. They wouldn't win the Pac-12. And But this is this is neat because it's control your own destiny and it's with guys you wouldn't expect. Well, Utah fans should be flying high right now. I mean – a game-winning field goal. Uh, I mean, you have the leader. I mean, you're you're up twenty-eight to fourteen on on USC, and it looks like you're gonna you're gonna run away and hide. You had, we talked about them breaking USC. They had broken USC. Oh, they, they yeah. were broken. Yeah, they were broken, and it took a pick six to bring them back to life. And then all of a sudden, the crowd started getting into it, and they had a little bit of life. But uh, feel free if you want to react to this game. You got a big one against Oregon coming up next week. 801-575-9663. That's 801-575-ZONE. Uh, call in and react to this game. We're also going to have some sound. We got PK. Uh, he's down uh, in 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 L.A. covering the game as well as Michelle Bach. And we should have sound from Kyle Whittingham and players here coming uh, coming up. Uh, you talked about this, you know, this how special this team is. I mean, right now they're, they're six and one and you never would have knowing what you know about this team, about, uh, you know, the lack of offense that they have, but they've found a way to have an offense and the job that Kyle Whittingham and his coaching staff, 
Kyle Whittingham needs to be your front runner as far as for coach of the year right now. Well, did, he's six and one well, yeah. without his starting quarterback. <laughs> he's six and one with wins over, uh, w- you know, with wins over Florida, Baylor, USC. Uh, the only loss coming to Oregon State, like all these big wins. He's got all these big wins, and and I mean, if he picks picks up another one against Oregon, I mean, this guy has to be your early favorite for Coach of the Year. Yeah, there's think, a long way to go. I Don't think, get me wrong. I think what is it a Dodd? A Dodd I don't know who even knows what the words awards are, but I think yeah, I think listen, he's well respected. You are uh, um, what you do is your resume. Resumes are fake. They're pieces of paper that we write things and, and embellish them. What's neat about football or sport in general, you either win or you lose. You don't what he doesn't make excuses for having lack of resources or the resource that he wants is not available. Um, they don't whine. You didn't have Cole Bishop to start the first half. Um, that was a bogus call. Um, you're down to your second string quarterback. You've known that the whole time. Uh, you're down. Um, you don't even have a starting tight end anymore. I don't even know. Can we, Thomas Yasmin doesn't even play. We know he wasn't. Like he wasn't the second string. Bryson was down a ways. Bryson was third or fourth. Yeah, he was third or fourth. Uh, that's why. Let's I love, not that's call why. him. Let's not call him a second string because he wasn't. He, well, he was. He was on the two deep one out of there. camp. Out uh, of camp, he was the two deep. Mm, well, he was actually the starter. He? he was the starter. He's undefeated, Lloyd. He's he five and zero. Oh. He's yeah. five and zero. Oh. Rob, and if he wins again next week, Robin's going to remind me of it. Sure. Uh, but let's uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, you, like I said, you want to call in eight zero one five seven five nine six six three. We're here to take your reaction. We're also going to get sound from the player, uh, the coaches, uh, and players here coming up. Uh, hopefully, on the other side. You're listening to the Ute Post Game Show. Lloyd Cole, Christian Cox, right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Reaction, the post game interviews, and your phone calls. The Ute Post Game Show, presented by Zions Bank, begins now on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Becker for the win. It is good! The Utah Utes sink USC once more! And welcome on back to the U Post Game Show. Utah takes down USC at the Coliseum, thirty-four to thirty-two. And getting some news, uh, seeing some stuff on Twitter. We might as well, uh, I guess. Do we want it? This is dangerous. I did a Les Miles got fired once, and it really yeah, burned me. Yeah. Well, this I know. Well, I think Kyle. We're, we're this is get, coming. We're, we're gonna get to Kyle's uh, sound, but it's it's. Um, I'll just I'll just say that it's looking like. Uh, uh, Kyle Whittingham. Let's see. Kyle Whittingham says that Cam Rising and Brant Keithy are shut down for the season, and Lander Barton also out for the season with an injury. And Lander was in a in a boot after the game. So, oh, that is not good. Usually, when you're in a boot, there's a thing called a Liz Frank. Sorry, I am. Uh... There's a Liz Frank injury usually, and uh, those will knock you out for the whole year. So. Um, I'm hoping that's not true, but we will have sound here and we'll listen to 
Kyle, but yeah, uh, PK, who's there reporting that Cam Rising, Brant Keithy are done for the season, uh, and Lander Barton is also done for the season, and that is a big blow. Huge blow. Lander down is... I mean, okay, we are... Okay, he, had nine, he, had nine ta- he had nine tackles tonight. Let's take out... We already... You know what? We were already talking about Cam and and, and, and Brant not, <laughs> not, not... Not not playing. We already we already assumed. We already assumed they were not going to be coming. So, we already assumed they were not going to be playing. But now... But, but losing Lander Barton, that is... That's a huge blow. Can you give me some, like, the Titanic's music from Celine Dion playing, please? Like... My heart will go on. Is that what it is? I can't remember. Some I need that in the background. Like Christian, I, when I knew was Brand, the... I knew Brand. Have I not been saying this all year? Not yeah. Brand. I said Cam. Cam. I'm like, there's something off. I knew. I knew. You, you, I, I think it was two weeks ago. You just had to kind of move on mentally to say he's not coming back this year. You can't plan on him. And now. Now you really can't plan on Brant Keithy. That, that is cold blooded, Sarah. Who's why? You're having way too much fun Th- with this. This is I like this actually. And then Brant's out. Lander Barton, that's a blow because he's been live on your roster. So you got Demuni who who might back him up. You got um you got um uh, you know Karini Reed and Demuni who'll be next to each other. I listen. This team has been the most resilient team I have watched. How much Utah. more resiliency do they do they have in them? <laughs> where, where it goes to insanity? <laughs> yeah, like like I, I don't know there's how no, much there's more. No one coming we've to talked, bail them we, out. Like we've talked about the depth of this team. <laughs> we've talked about the depth. These like poor this, kids. T- this team, this defense is deep. These poor kids. And the thing is, they're still the ninth best defense D- in D- the country. Demuni, like, D- how about all these transfers that have just saved your life? Yes, Demuni from Stanford now is going to have to. T- he's going to replace Lander Barton. But I don't know how you how how this defense recovers. Lander Barton, that's that he's guy's been, a, that guy's all American esque. Yeah, like, well, he yeah, is good. He was, uh, I think he was freshman All Pac twelve last he year. He um, and Cody Cody blossomed late. He was more of like a junior senior type guy. Lander stepped in as a freshman. Obviously, first few games had issues tackling, but once you learn the scheme, he's been next level. And so, I think as a team, um, nothing surprises them. I think with all these, I think just you're like, ah, oh, no surprise, someone's hurt. Next man up. <laughs> By the way, can, just, I have to, just, I need to hear this audio. This is amazing. <laughs> this is so. This is also come from PK uh, on on Kyle Whittingham. He says. Apparently, this is what Witt says. They got themselves a Heisman Trophy winner. We got a pig farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Whittingham oh, from the top drop. rope. Mic drop. <laughs> nice, Kyle. Oh, oh man. That's uh, like that's something I just don't feel like Kyle would. Well, maybe he would. You know what? He did, after all, uh, he did, after all, get after uh, Wyoming and go for that onside kick. Uh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that against? That was uh oh, why am I going blank on the Wyoming's coach? No, I can't. Back I was Mount playing actually. You, I don't even remember his name. The oh, guy who flipped man. us off. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Listen, Kyle's not um He's a ninja. Kyle is a competitive creature, but now I think in his younger years, it like it he he's just he's a sage. He's Mr. Miyagi. He he knows how to handle his teams. He said something super wise. I think in game three, he said, "If I, if you, if you come down too hard on your players, you'd lose them for the whole year." These are young guys; they're trying to do their best. Um, and so, 
Um, I think, you know, in terms of coaching job, he's done it with less. He hasn't had five and four stars. He's always done it with twos and threes and maybe a four-star guy. And even the four-star guys that come in aren't doing awesome. You have probably, to, by the way, probably about 10 minutes out from uh, from hearing from Kyle Whittingham. I uh, should good. have audio here soon because I'm, I'm dying to hear this. Obviously, uh, just coming out that, you know, uh, news coming out that Brant Keithy is, is, and Cam Rising are done for the year, which is what we've kind of expected. But the, the big news uh, from this game is is that Lander Barton is uh, looks to be done for the season as well. Thomas so. Yasmin was done for the season. Chris yes. Curry was done for the season. Makai Bernard was done for the season. Am I missing anyone who's been done for the season besides I know Brand you are. and Cam? Uh, you have to there's be. There's probably a few more. There's probably Oh, my uh Micah Matthews. Oh. Done for the season. You mean Pittman? No. Uh Pittman, yes. 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 Micah Pittman, sorry. Pittman's out for the Not year. Not Mikey Matthews. Mikey my Matthews bad. had Stop some good that. Oh, d- Drop the mic or whatever you Stop. do. No, nope. do dump it. I dump think it. No, like whatever. No, my, uh, Pittman, Mikey Pittman, is, Pittman's out for is the year. Not. So yeah. you know what? Geez, like Zamaya Vaughn might be playing linebacker. I just want you know less miles right there. Yeah, that's no, fine. no, no, no. But they 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 they've lost a lot of players, and and to have Lander Barton now go. I mean, I get it. This defense is deep. Freshman All Pack Twelve. He's. He's been again when you talk you you asked me the question before uh who's the leader on offense. This defense is l- laced with leaders from the D-line from Joan Ellis Jr. Tafuna, Samote Peppa. And it's in, it's get, in layers now, like now that. Now you get yeah. Connor O'Toole. Carini's the middle guy, but Lander's the outside edge guy who's just been a great stud linebacker when they play nickel, he's been playing and then on the back end, Cole Bishop keeps everything in line. And then obviously Sione Vaki's playing strong, uh, strong or free. I can't remember who's playing which. And then um, Zamaya Vaughn and then Battle. And then um, uh, is it uh, Vra- Vaughton or Vraughton? I can't Broughton. Broughton, yep. Is it Travis Broughton? Yep, Travis yep. Broughton. They've been rotating. And so it's a really good defense. And um, you need he's like I, one of your only seniors, by the way, on defense. Who to Travis Broughton? Yeah, everyone like else, everyone else, else is, is under every, this whole defense is juniors. Yeah, so next year they're going to be great. Um, I don't listen, I'm not this. This game is to, we're focusing on post game on SC, but to think about next year, does Cam Rising come back and do a medical? Does Brant Keithy come back next year and do a medical? Like, are they a ninth year senior? And I'm not one to to throw shade. All right. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get more. I mean, we're gonna we'll get back to this game because th- I mean this this game was an unbelievable game. Like this this game deserves to be talked about. Utah just Utah just won this game with a with a <laughs> with a field goal. They were down one, and and I mean it was an up and down game. I mean, mostly up because I mean they they had the lead, but it was it was crazy, and that's what we're going to talk. But I don't. I think you need to tell. I think Cam needs. You need to tell Cam. We got to. You got to move on from Cam. I think for him next. So next you, year. I don't answer, even. We're going to answer my question. Yes, now? we're going to answer your question. Now we're going to answer my question. Get answer you, your you, question. You think he's? No, we're you, gonna, you think they need to move on? I from think him. you need to move on. I know. Uh, uh, when I I brought this up with you a while, like yeah, uh, let's say three or four weeks ago. Three yeah, weeks ago, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but. I just think you need it. 
you, you got to one. You need a you need to find another quarterback. You can't just keep yeah, worrying got, about Cam. Yeah, you got. He hasn't I, stayed healthy through a season yet, anyways. You got Isaac Wilson who's coming in. Uh, you see where he's going to be. He's still going to be a freshman. You got Nate Johnson. It's it's not his year, definitely. <laughs> you needed a you, you needed gonna, to be you, able to find a Fafita. You're gonna. But you didn't. You needed, but you didn't because you thought Cam was going to come back, and yeah. you can't keep waiting. You can't have him holding uh, you hostage for a quarterback. Okay, can I can I play devil's advocate? Go ahead. Kyle Whittingham loves him. I know he loves him the same as Brian Johnson. He he he's going to go into the Big Twelve. The kid played at Texas. Um, Keithy, where's he from? Texas, playing against the Big Twelve. I listen. I don't. I don't know what they should do. I. I don't even. I have no clue. Um, but to think that they were COVID. They were COVID kids. So they they had to play another year, and then they're going to do medicals. Nil money probably would keep them, but. Um, By the way, this this makes all that stuff about oh Cam could go against Florida it, that makes it makes it really tough to think about. Like oh he might go he might go against Florida and now he's done for the season like yeah no, he's, like, he's not coming back. You mean like this doctor we're we're seven games. Well, I think they probably like we're seven games in. Either you're going to come back or you're going to be done. Yeah. And honestly, I I don't know the answer to that, but uh, you know, revealing news that. We knew I knew something was up with with him. I'm not saying I'm the the best or I know things. And I, I didn't have anyone tip anything to me, but Keithy was odd that he wasn't. It's been a year, and he's he'll probably go to the NFL. I bet I bet he goes and tries to do the league. Cam, on the other hand, it, does he does it feel like the movie Old School or just a guy who's going back with the frat guys because he should be done? And yeah, I don't know. I don't that, know the answer. I mean. I don't know the camera. Is Bryson a junior? Right? Bryson Barnes is a junior. Or he might be a sophomore this year. No way. He's a junior. He's right? a junior. He, he was a freshman when he played against Ohio State. So last year was a sophomore year. But he played in one game. So did they redshirt him last year? Or, well, did, or I, I don't know the rules with because he only played, he only started in one game against oh, Washington he a, State. He's a junior. So he's a junior. Yeah, he's a junior. So he'll be a senior next year. Um he cannot be your answer, by the way. When you when, next when you, year, no, he cannot be your answer next year. But we don't need to think about next year. Yeah, but you're making. Why are you I, I just, think I, about I'm next more. Year? I'm. It's not my fault. Kyle Whittingham's at the pulpit over here saying that Brant Keithy's done, Lander Barton's done, Thomas Asmian's done. It. Okay, now let's let's get, let's get back to this. Uh, okay, this 34-32 win against uh, USC. I mean. Let's 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 get back to. I mean, how about the game? By the way, Jaquindon Jackson, uh, Jaquindon Jackson, twenty six carries for one hundred and seventeen yards. Good to finally see him. And by the way, that he's guy healthy. runs. He looks healthy. He he he's just didn't look like himself the first four games. I don't know if he still has because there's it's been a couple so, times yeah, yeah. where the cut's not quite there. You can tell. Yeah, yeah. But when he hits, he hits you. He runs high too. Yeah, he does. He's kind of like a. It's kind of like an old Eddie George. You know who I was? I was thinking of uh, the, the old Arkansas running back that. Uh, oh, Darren McFadden. McFadden. Yeah. yeah, reminds me of McFadden a little yeah, bit. Darren, he had the Liz Frank injury that ruined his career, and then he ended up playing yeah. for I think Oakland. Your yep. boys, but um, Jaquindon's again. You, you talked about leaders on offense. It goes Jaquindon Jackson, now Sione Vaki, who's been adopted on offense. Bryson Barnes. I this O line at the top of the year was was not was kind of soft. I thought. They weren't like playing as nasty as they have been. Right. Today they were nasty, and if you look at how, what they did on offense, uh, just 
just strictly rushing 235. Bryce and Barnes ended up throwing for 254. 480, so almost 500 yards. Only gave up one sack to a defense that was yeah that was getting after the quarterback. Yeah, and honestly, the helmet to helmet helped us out. But I think against Oregon State, the offense did abysmal 199. So again, I there's so much to be excited about about this season, and it's been a season of unknowns. It's been a season where you thought something was so certain and so sure. That ended up not being, and I think there's a lot of life lessons you could look at this. I think the depth of this team and the coaching job from Morgan Scally, he didn't blitz a lot of people this time. He believed in his front four. That shows that these DNs can get there without it. They can get there with a three rush. He's running some. Yeah, he's running he, some. He didn't have to, and the coverage in secondary was they're getting, they're, was they're great. So good. There's so much better. That's why I just I want this. I want Kyle to stick around for. Just Kyle, I know you're listening to this right now. You're you're definitely not worrying about a, well, a, a he's, huge he's win. He's listening on the KSL Sports I, app right I, now. He is. I know I he can is. tell. I can tell he's in the bus. He's just yeah. eating his wingers or whatever it is or pizza. You need to hang in there for three more years or four or maybe five, but at least three. You know what's not going to hang in there? I don't think your voice is going to hang in I, there. It might give me a Ricola. Do you got them? I, you know, <laughs> you need another Ricola. Yeah, I, I probably you need do. another one. I probably do. Yeah. All right. Something what do you like. say? Hopefully, we'll have some sound on the other side. We'll take a quick break right here. Uh, if you want to react to uh, the news that uh, the Lander Barton, well, Cam Rising done for the year. I don't know if that's a surprise for anybody. We've been thinking it's probably going to happen. Brant Keithy done for the season. Uh, and now we're getting news that Lander Barton is out for the season, uh, a key member to that to that defensive team. And he has been phenomenal for that defense. Uh, so it's uh, a bummer deal to see to see Lander Barton go down. Uh, take your phone calls. We'll get some reaction, hopefully here from Kyle Whittingham on the other side. Uh, you can call in and react 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-9663. Uh, more of the U post-game show, Lloyd Cole, Christian Cox, right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Action, the post game interviews, and your phone calls. The U Post Game Show, presented by Zion's Bank, begins now on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. It's an option pitch. It's Lloyd to the fringe, and Fillinger knocked the football away, and there is Cole Bishop. He's in for the second half, and he's got the football for Utah. And it's first down for Utah. That's over the middle for Baki. That's some sweet music, isn't it? Doesn't yes, it, just it is. Warm your soul, especially after a Utah win. Utes pick up the win, thirty-four to thirty-two over USC. Uh, you know, behind Bryson Barnes, going fourteen to twenty-three, two hundred and thirty-five yards, three touchdown passes, and one with his legs, and you know? one with his legs, four touchdowns, four touchdowns for Bryson Barnes. You know who didn't have four touchdowns? Caleb Williams. 
Caleb Williams, as you pointed out in the break, he didn't throw for a single touchdown. No touchdowns thrown. I think he, he had one with his legs. 24-34, 256 yards. Only threw for about 20, maybe 20 more, 21 more yards than, than uh, Bryce and Barnes. I, I only compare this because it's a it's a Heisman Trophy winner versus a pig farmer, as Kyle Whittingham, <laughs> you know, pointed out in the post game show, or in, in during the post game, uh, his uh, post game availability. So, uh, but that's that's pretty impressive uh, to, to hold Caleb Williams to not a to not to not have a single passing touchdown from Caleb Will, Caleb Williams. That says a lot about your defense. I think last year you gave up five touchdowns at home in Rice Eccles. You did right. Um, so on the road, you held them to 256, 70% completion per, uh, rate. Um, you put a lot of pressure on them. You got four sacks, obviously one from Van Fillinger, uh, one from Jonah Ellis, uh, one from Zamaya Vaughn, um, and then one from uh, Connor O'Toole. A great team, a great team uh, defensive put, uh, win. Cole Bishop getting back on the field, obviously you heard in the break, uh, Cole Bishop's fumble recovery. It's great to have him back. Sione Vaki playing defense and offense. Um, I, I listen. You couldn't script it. We we tried to talk about this game before. I I was a little bit of a downer. You were an upper on this game. You know, you picked. It <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. I wasn't going to. Yeah, I was it up. a downer. I I thought you know that they wouldn't come out swinging and and um, that uh, the USC might jump on them. And we said the blueprint to win would be to come out and establish the run and control clock. And from the two plays from scrimmage, the offensive line created gaps for Jaquin and Jackson. And then Andy Ludwig called a perfect play. It's the same play against Cal, but they ran to the left side. Sione Vaki came to the reception party and had two touchdowns, 152. I think those were his first two. He, he had one reception last week for negative five yards. Right. Um so he had his first few catches and played an amazing game. But overall, game ball, that's a tough one. Jaquind, between Jaquindon Jackson, the three-headed monster, Jaquindon Jackson, Sione Vaki, and four touchdowns from Bryson Barnes, I, I, I'll i eat crow. I said, you just won't get more than 190 yards from, from Bryson Barnes. And not only did you get 256 in, in the air, he gave you 56 on the ground. So he he played a heck of a game, and um, you know uh, what a great story for Utah to 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 finish it off with a field goal to win. Uh, you gave up in the fourth quarter fifteen points. You gave up a field goal. You held them on a two point conversion, um, and you gave up a giant punt return that put them on the ten that they scored right after. And hindsight's twenty twenty. It's kind of good that Caleb Williams did score that touchdown. Whether. Utah's defense let him do it or not. I don't. I, I kind of think maybe, uh, but what a what a solid drive because against the in the Rose Bowl at Penn State, it just you were like, okay, Bryson Barnes, get back in there, do what you did with Kincaid and against Ohio State, get us back in the game, and you just didn't know what you get on this one. And he drove all the way down and put him in position with his legs and got you a, a field goal and a, a game winner and. Um, this is a game that will go down in the books as Kyle Whittingham's finest. He outcoached Lincoln Riley. Morgan Scally outcoached um, uh, Lincoln Riley. And uh, Andy Ludwig, some of his best stuff to get creative with the, with the play calling and with the personnel he had. So another huge win uh, for Utah. You're 6-1, and one and you're going to play Oregon next week. You know what was probably the most impressive thing I thought 
by Bryson Barnes was the fact that it was when he threw a that pick six. Yeah, and, and he threw a bomb. And then he threw a bomb, that will route, to Sione Vaki, I believe. Yeah. I think it was, maybe it was, yeah. I can't no, no, remember. No, no, it was Sione. It was but, for 40 yards. But the fact that he still had it in him to throw that and make that throw under pressure and 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 didn't even didn't even think twice about it. Like, that was impressive. To, to put that behind you, because he needed to. They were going to need him to still make a play. They needed, it was early in the game. Like, they still needed him to make some plays. So let me give you a stat that's kind of crazy. So Sione had 149 yards, five five catches, two touchdowns, 52 long. Guess what his yards after catch was of the 149? What? 113. So, again, if you think about— Hold on, say that again. So, he had 149 yards receiving, but guess how many was yak of the 149? 113. 113. Wow. So, there, there really is a method in the game, right? The Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill, I'm not saying he's that that speedy, but he's just electric. He's instinctive. He's great with his feet. Um, and so, you're not throwing these 60, 70-yard bombs. You're putting it quickly to him, and he's just— taking it all the way to the house he did it twice so um it's pretty effective so um if, if we go back and we look at some of the stats that was was pretty unique about this game too is you know utah we, we talked about the game plan going into it um you needed to control the clock and you definitely did uh utah had 480 yards total offense sc only had 400 you limited Caleb Williams' ability. He only had 24 for 34 for 256, no throwing touchdowns. But really the stat of the game is the way Kyle Whittingham plays plays the game, and that is controlling the clock. And like I said, is uh, Utah controls the clock. They ended up having, uh, in terms of total uh, time of possession, uh, Utah has 34 minutes and 42 seconds. U- USC only has 25. And that's the difference here is when you control clock with Sione Vaki with his feet and Jaquindon Jackson with 26 yards rushing, 26 yards carries for over 100 yards rushing, that's the formula for success with Utah. And that's how you go into a road, tough environment where the fans got SC back into it with a pick six, with a big punt return, with a touchdown, uh, but the defense just kind of weathered and, and held strong. So... As we talked about this before the game, uh, there had to be a recipe. And um, this method in which Utah um, is it plays on offense and on defense, this is probably the most, I'd say, balanced win for Utah, and it's, and it's uh, on the year. You get 480 yards total on offense. You get an output of 256 uh, in, uh, in actual throwing. 56 on the ground, four total touchdowns from Bryson Barnes. Sione Vaki, two receiving touchdowns, 149 yards uh, receiving. So I think 60 on the ground rushing. So it was just a, an effective offense. And, um, you know, it, it, it kind of breathes a little life into the team that, you know, that maybe if they can keep putting together performances like this, you know, 480, 500 yards, with an elite defense, which is a bummer, you're going to be down Lander Barton. Uh, Demuni's going to have to step in, uh, as Witt mentioned from the from the from the uh, the, the presser that uh, Brant Keithy, um, uh, Lander Barton, and um, Cam Rising will be done for the year. But that's a huge a huge knock losing Lander because he's just a great leader next to Kareni Reed. But overall, 
uh, this is a very balanced team, and this defense has really risen to the occasion. Uh, Utah is now 3-0 and against Caleb Williams. I think Caleb Williams has beat every single team in the Pac-12, uh, which isn't an easy stat. Uh, but against Utah, hasn't hasn't got a win, which is crazy to me. So um, what's interesting is, you know, putting a bow on this SC rivalry, I'd call it rivalry. Um, it was a, a team that... You know, was the best, it has the best prestige, has the best brand uh, in the Pac-12. They're the they're the reasons why uh, UCLA and SC is leaving because they haven't been the prima donna, the, the Reggie Bush, the Matt Leinart type winning team. They're the ones leaving the Big Ten. But Utah, again, four straight against SC. I think that's seven of 11 on the last 11. Uh, the last time you lost to him was, I think, the COVID year. And uh, what a what a great win for Utah. Let me take this for a little bit, Christian. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You did a great job. I, sorry, what, I had to what, step out for a oh, second. You we had, I had to go you fix didn't some even things. Know. I don't think you people didn't even know. know. No. They just thought I was long-winded. It's know? like, man, boy, this Christian really has a lot to say. Uh, let's hear from Kyle Whittingham, uh, who was at the podium talking about this uh, this Utah win over USC. Pretty good college football game, I would say. Uh, so proud of our guys. Just hung in there, uh, you know, from start to finish. We, we didn't start, you know, uh, early in the game very well defensively. Taking started well offensively. The defense game we were a little soft in the run game. Got some momentum, started getting control of the line of scrimmage. Really took over there for a while defensively. Got a little soft again at the end. But uh, you know, that's, they got a they got a high control for one quarterback. So they're going to make some things. And, and that's just the way it is. We got a, we got ourselves a pig farm at quarterback. So, so uh, we're, we're proud of that guy too. And we love him and what a warrior he is. Um, and we saw that grip that he had in the last drive and some QB runs and uh, found a way to win. That's what this team is uh, this year is kind of in the mo- the, uh, the uh, mo of this team is finding ways to win each week, different ways. Uh, I believe that was our best offensive performance of the year. Uh, over 480 total low. Our kind of game, rushed for nearly 250, 480 total, 35, nearly 35 minutes of possession. That's our blueprint, what you saw tonight. Uh, Siony Baki, nearly 220 yards of offense, uh, 70, 70 rushing and 150 uh, receiving, special player. Um, bunch of pressure on the quarterback, has had their QB on the run quite a bit, never let them get comfortable back there. Uh, how about Cole Becker? You know, Cole Becker was, uh, you know, the, the game ball goes to Cole Becker. That was a, a big kick, huge kick, pressure kick. And he handled it like a champ. And uh, what we're doing there at the end is uh, we're going to center it up. And then I said, I let the ref know. We're going to center it up and call timeout. And they said, you can't call timeout. You just did. You can't call consecutive. And so I sent the field goal unit back out there knowing that it was incorrect, but I, you know, they were going to wind the clock, and then they called timeout, and so I got back over and got the other, and I said, hey, you know, what, what's the deal? If we want to play, we can call it, so apparently there was a little bit of lack of communication. Bottom line is, we uh, got it settled, where yes, you can use your final timeout if you center it, use that last play to center it up, so that's why it looked like a little bit of wishy-washy stuff going on at the end, but, but uh, bottom line is, uh, found a way to win, like I said, that's a that's a heck of a football team we just beat tonight. Tons of athletes, uh, athletes everywhere, speed everywhere, and uh, we did it with toughness and grit, which again is is our mo. So 
questions. Yeah, well, it was a drop back pass, and he just you know wasn't there. He saw the opening in the uh, in the pass rush lanes, took it. And in fact, he had two big uh, scrambles in that last drive. If my memory serves me correct. And uh, that's just that's who he is. He's a, Bryson Barnes is a fierce competitor, and uh, we do whatever it takes to win. Uh, you know, no regard for his body. We saw him slamming up in there, and uh, it was just him improvising, making a play when there wasn't one there to be made in the throw game. Game, same to you, but this one felt a little bit different, especially if you guys Sure did. It felt, it felt really good. Uh, probably the top five ever. You know, the top five. And to beat a, beat a program that has as much talent as they do four times in a row, can't, you know, our kids just, I can't say enough good things about our, our players in that locker room over there. Sony Rocky. Yeah. He's just such an athlete. And, and uh, as I mentioned before, he was uh, Northern Cal Player of the Year in some way, shape, or form as a slot receiver. So it's not new to him. And uh, you're going to see, you know, every week, you know, we may have to start resting on defense a little bit because he's so valuable on offense. And, uh, you know, you saw the, some of the moves he made. You know, he's just so quick and he accelerates so fast and changes direction on the dime. He can stop and start on the dime. So, so uh, he carry, he's carrying a big load for us. Fortunately, he only pl uh, carried, I think, 54 uh, defensive snaps, thereabouts, and uh, which made his load not, not ridiculously heavy. But we've got to do a good job of managing him through the week and making sure that we, uh, we take care of him, which we will. After the next six pounds, you guys go right back to Bryce and have to go that little, that little round the box. What does it say about the confidence that you and Andy have in Bryce and that you're going to put him right back in that position? Yeah, Bryson's our guy. He's our quarterback, and we, we've got confidence in him. Uh, and by the way, I don't know if it's got out, but, but Cam and Keithy are shut down for the year for the rest of the season. So that that hopefulness each week is uh, is no longer you know, a medical decision to to just shut them down. And uh, you know, don't know what the future holds exactly for each of them, and, but uh, they can you know when they're ready to talk about that, they'll, they'll be uh, the ones to do that. Uh, unfortunately, we lost Landon Martin for the rest of the season today tonight. Big part of our defense, terrific player, and so he's out. And I can't remember if I said Thomas Yasmin, he's having surgery. I think I might have said that last week, just to make sure you're all caught up on the season-ending injuries. And uh, so that's where we are. But uh, you know, we just keep moving forward with the guys that we have healthy, and uh, another opportunity. Uh, Levante Demuni now will go ahead and be uh, a starting linebacker next to Karani Reed. That looks like how it's going to go down. Uh, now it's his opportunity to step up and show what he can do. Uh, in the first, first half, obviously, he's scoring. It's a decision to not go for the field goal just because he can't win on the field goal in a lot of ways. Which one are you talking about? Which? In the second quarter, the fourth and What was the situation in the fourth and one? You guys were close to the red zone, fourth and two. Fourth and two, well, analytics, which is a big part of us, uh, our decision making, it's not the, it's not the absolute. And it's not the, uh, you know, we don't go right by the book because you got to have a feel for things, how things are shaping up at the line of scrimmage, who you have available, who, you, know, uh, you know, how you've been blocking things up. But, but uh, we, uh, in that case, the particular case you're talking about, I think it was a go at four. And so we were well underneath that go, and uh, that's why. I thought it was huge early on, too. I can't remember if it was at the first drive that we went for it on fourth and one or two about midfield, ended up getting a touchdown on that drive. Yeah, so that was, you know, it's give and take, but what you do is play the percentages. 
and obviously field goals are more than twice as valuable, touchdowns are more than twice as valuable as field goals. Except that last one. That was really bad. <laughs> I think it was really our defensive front taking over and getting a little good pressure on Caleb. Uh, and plus, we were covering well in the secondary. We had good coverage back there. And so uh, we just got a little bit of a rhythm on defense. And I think we got out of uh, three or four drives in a row. I can't remember exactly. But, but we got uh, gotten ourselves in a defensive rhythm. And, and then, uh, you know, of course, they came back. That pick six they had was a huge play for them. But uh, guys didn't flinch. You know, we talked about handling adversity and knowing that they were going to make a bunch of plays because they got a bunch of good athletes and just playing right through it, not letting it, not letting it bother you. Kyle, just to clarify, you have not had conversation with Cameron Grant regarding next season. That decision is not made. That decision is uh, not made right now. So that uh, you know, that's the next thing to happen is determine what they you know because they can they, they got a lot of options and. and uh, as far as I'm aware and my knowledge of NC2A and, and waivers and that type, they should both get the extra year. I don't make that decision. We don't make that decision in the University of Utah. It's an NC2A decision. But they should preserve the year because they're both season-ending injuries, so they both fall into the medical category. Was that a medical decision? Yes, medical decision. Yep. Just, hey, we're six games in. And not uh, ready? Not ready to play. Nope. And uh, like I said, we've been hoping for them each week. but. Medical staff is uh, the ones who make those calls. We're not going to question that at all. That's just not how we operate. So, so it was a medical decision to uh, to shut them down for the rest of the year. Uh, it's probably the safest thing to do for them. Gives them the best chance to get back uh, to 100%. And so, 100% on board with that. And uh, you know, that's where we're at. There you go. That was Kyle Whittingham, uh, his post game following Utah's 34 to 32 win over USC. You heard him talk about uh, Cam and rising and Brant Keithy shutting it down for the season. You also heard him talking about Lander Barton uh, with a with a season ending in- injury. Uh, let's go out to the to the zone phone and bring on a man that was there. Uh, you hear him in the mornings, six to ten, right here on the on the KSL Sports Zone. Patrick Kinahan, PK, what's going on? Hey, PK, what's up? Well, I can tell you guys, man. After that game, I'm so gassed. I think I'm going to shut it down for the season. You might as well, PK. Everybody else is. <laughs> did, did you tear <laughs> your ACL too? I probably right. Shut the vocals down. No. <laughs> I, I I just knew that the Utes were going to crash the party, and how do I know that? <laughs> Because yesterday, there's a place in Manhattan Beach that I like to frequent for breakfast. And who do I end up in a conversation with? None other than the crasher himself, Vince Vaughn. No way. No way. Was he there with the beautiful babies? He was there with a friend. And I was there with my wife and another couple big Ute fans who came down. And there, my friend's wife just went right up to him when he was done eating, and boy, he shook everybody's hands. He took pictures. He asked. I need. I need to see these pictures. (laughs) You met Vince Vaughn. Crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland does. (laughs) And so, I may have talked to yesterday. uh, May have talked to Kyle Whittingham yesterday and told him about it. And that's what he wanted to talk about after the post game tonight. You met Vince Vaughn. I said, yeah, he called me by name. He knows your name? 
I said, no. Once I told him my name, he called it back to me. <laughs> well, PK, let's uh, let's start with, obviously, the news comes out. I saw you tweet about it. Uh, Cam Rising and and uh, and Brant Keithy, they're shutting it down down for the season. What does I guess what does that mean? Uh, I guess in your estimation, as far as for their future and the University of Utah. Well, they're still talking about redshirt there. It's available. You know, I mean, uh, Cam's going to be 25 in May. Does he want to come back? Does he want to just try his luck at the NFL? He's getting a little older there, obviously. And so what's it going to be? Keith, he's probably a year or so younger. Uh, Got to get himself healthy. I, I believe both those kids can be on NFL rosters, but, you know, I'm not an NFL talent scout. When I see some of these kids that play in the NFL, I believe he can do it or they can do it for that matter. Uh, so it's way premature, but I think it's the right decision. you got to go with Barnes now. The team believes in him. Jaquin and Jackson was talking about it after the season, after the game tonight. We believe in him. Basically, I'm paraphrasing, he's a gamer. He's smart. He came back from that pick that could have been devastating, and I thought that possibly in terms of confidence, the key play of the game might have been on that ensuing possession after uh, I forget who returned to, uh, the kick was a parts I can't remember now and got lit up at like the 10 yard line in the first play he hits Vaki for like a what a 36 yard gain yep. and that just took the pressure off it's like okay yeah I threw a pick six <laughs> Peyton Manning Tom Brady and the like they've all done it so what and I also thought uh, Caleb Williams knowing his defense why not why, why don't you go out at the one yard line burn some time he just gave the Utes so much time, and they only needed a field goal. What are the chances of SC's defense making stop when they needed to? That's like happened once every 10 years, it seems, and certainly uh, this version of this defense. And so I, I really felt that Barnes was going to get them in field position for a field, a field goal. I, I, I mean, I'm talking with Ute guys on the sideline on the staff because we're down there at the end of the game. They're all nervous, and I get it. And, that, and it's easy for me to say because I don't have any stake in it. Win or lose, I'm, you know, my job is still the same. It's fun to have them win. I like the guys. And um, um, Kyle's brother got all fired up and said he'd take me golfing, so that's good news. Yeah, you better um, call him on that one. Yeah. <laughs> better make him pay the piper. <laughs> yeah, down to Tucson now next month when we go down there. Uh, I've, and I've, I've played golf one before, but uh, I really felt like, hey, all they got to do is get a field goal. And then they got to, as he gets a personal foul, that's freaking 15 yards right there. 15 yards. You don't, don't put yourself in a position to even be called for it. That was, that was just, that was a flat out joke. What are you thinking, guys? I mean, come on. And, and they let Barnes uh, loose and he runs and picks up enough yardage. So that ensuing possession by Utah did not surprise me at all, at all. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. Uh, PK, we were down at Pac-12 Championship against SC. That game was, for me, it was a top five game. It was one of the neater games that Utah just hung through things. And obviously, this team this year doesn't have the players or the type of of folks that you expected to be on the field. And this has been a different uh, team that's been platooned together and. I think it's pretty neat to watch them resiliently grow together and uh, would just love to know the perspectives. You were in the, the post game at the Pac-12 championship and in the post game just barely with Kyle and what was the difference in moods? And I think Kyle said this was a, a top five game in his yeah, book and it might be one right. of the neater wins just considering the circumstances and going on the yeah. road and getting the second win at the, at the Coliseum ever. Well, Christian, you're an intelligent guy. I've known you for many years, and you're smart. And you basically just summarized 
the piece that I wrote for KSL Sports, which should be posted by now, uh, under the circumstances, given the circumstances. I mean, come on, man. You're down your quarterback. You're down like three running backs. You got a safety. Oh, let's move him over. You got a running back playing quarterback. Uh, you're scrambling all over the place. You got tight ends out left and right, uh, especially when you go to two tight end sets. See what I did left and right. And uh, then you still find ways to win. And SC, you've beaten them four times in a row. Kyle Whittingham, start freaking building the statue, guys. I mean, what a coach. What a program. He just knows how to do it. Uh, you know, he and I go back and forth and we tease each other. But And I'd like to tease him now, but I can't. I mean, this is just a great win. They're 6-1. and one. You probably weren't going to beat Oregon State up in Oregon and Corvallis with or without rising because Oregon State's pretty good this year. Again, you're playing those guys on a Friday night on national television and you left them behind. So, And nobody goes undefeated in this conference anyway, right? It's literally never happened. So with all that stuff in mind, to be 6-1, and 3-1, and one, still in contention, you got Oregon coming into your place next week. And you haven't lost, uh, screw the COVID year, uh, since what, uh, before, sometime before that. I don't even remember. I knew it, but I since forgot it. Uh, and you, you know, right now I'm, I'm looking at Washington, and they're struggling against the worst team in the conference. Right? <laughs> right yeah, and they now. lost to them last year, right? Arizona State is who kept them out of uh, the Pac-12 championship yeah. because of tiebreak. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the Devils right now at 1-5, they are literally off to their worst start since 1942. I mean, come on. Leave it to uh, the man. Devils to uh, to wreck wreck the Pac-12's college football playoff hopes. <laughs> uh, possibly, because Oregon's got a loss. The Utes have got a loss. SC's got two. Washington's the only undefeated team right left, right? Overall? Yep. Am I missing anybody? Nope. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'd be surprised if they did it. But the point being, this conference is crazy. And the Utes just keep finding a way, and you just gotta you gotta tip your hat to the man and say, "What a program, guys! You're just doing what you're supposed to be doing, and you just go about your business." We're down here in La La Land, where it's all glitz and glamour, and the Utes are a meat and potato program. And Whittingham is the last thing for a celebrity. Some of these coaches, like Urban Meyer, you can speak to this. He was a big time celebrity, right? And just wanted attention and got it. Kyle, he doesn't seek it. He just goes about doing what he does, coaching, and they keep winning. You really can't say enough about him. PK, you talk you talk about this this team just keeps finding a way to win. Uh, well, you know, it's being without you know finding Sione Vaki to to get in there and become a, a key member to that offense. Well, now right. they're going to need to find another way to 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 win without a key member of that defense. Lander Barton now uh, is is done for the season. Um, I mean, how big of a blow is that? How much more can this team take? I think the the good thing is the injuries on defense, they've had replacements. Now, if the replacements get injured, so if DeMooney gets injured, okay, then you got some. Or um, who's the other linebacker? His name's escaped me. If you say it, I'll know it. Um, uh, Kearney Reed. Um, and if the replacements get hurt or if they have any more injuries at linebacker, that's a problem. But they've been able to withstand O'Toole missing four or five games, whatever he missed up front, because they're really good. And in the back, uh, Kyle did say they may take it easy on Vaki defensively now because he's been so valuable offensively, and I get that. 
you may have to stop with that. You may just say we need, he's more valuable to us on offense than he is defense. So if he needs a blow, we're going to give it to him on defense, not offense. And you got Nate Ritchie, who started as a freshman before his mission, which to me, if you start as a freshman on Utah's defense, wow. Yeah, you're a player. You must be something. Yeah, I mean, Eric Rowe did. I can go down the list of guys that Clark Phillips did, Jalen Johnson did. Well, what do those three guys have in common that I just mentioned? NFL, right? So, Richie, he's reminding going on a mission, so I don't know what it's like, but he's a removed from a little bit, a removed a little bit from it. So maybe he slides over and sees some more time there at safety and if they need to have Vaki, because Vaki right now um, is a critical component. The quarterback is always the most important position, obviously, but I can make a case that offensive MVP right now is Sione Vaki. So you may need to have him at that position offensively more so. I mean, running, catching passes, doing all the stuff that he does. And it's just an incredible find. And it's so rare because usually under Whittingham, we see the guys move the other way from offense to defense. Paul Kruger is a high school quarterback, and he becomes a stud defensive end who plays a decade or so in the NFL. That's more the story with Kyle. But now we're seeing it the other way. I mean, right now we're going to have, like, uh, cats and dogs play with each other. We're seeing an off, a defensive guy become an offensive star rather than the other way around. What is this world coming to? Whittingham has lost his mind. Yeah, I, I, listen, you've been watching the sports world for a lot of years, right? If This isn't like you're making changes on the fly in the whack or the Mountain West. This is no knock on the Mountain West in which I played in. Oh, I got you're, playing you. against, I got you. you're playing against the Heisman winners and you're doing it against some of the most premier programs I'm not saying we need to be prisoner of the moment, but have you, have you seen anything like this in your sports career? <laughs> this season, it's not over. You know, they still got yeah, they what, still got a lot have, to do, right? Yeah, right. But right now, this is one of the more phenomenal coaching jobs by everybody. I got a welt uh, on the right side of my lower back because, unbeknownst to me, somebody came behind me after the game and gave me a big open-handed smack right above the butt cheek. He was so fired up. And you guys may know him. I think his last name is Scally. And you just have to be amazed at that. And in that situation, man, they've all come up big. And this is what it's about. This, This is a bottom line business, as we all know. And did you win or did you lose? This isn't junior high where, you know, how how well did you play? Did you try hard and all that stuff? That stuff is a given. You better darn well try hard, especially now that you're getting money, right? So with all that in mind, what do you got? And what they're doing is finding ways to win. It just it baffles me, man. And as a guy who loves stories, if you're in this business as long as I've been, and I've been in there a long time, obviously, you love stories. And this is a great story. There's no other way to say it. It's a great story. So if you're going to put on some of the most improbable things that I've seen continuing to win, and oh, my gosh, guys, if they win this next week, and um, you know, I'm assuming they're going to beat the Devils, right? And then if they win in Seattle – if I'm Jerry Jones, I hire Kyle right then and there. <laughs> 
Hey, PK, did you? Did, I, okay, so I know you were getting sound for with, for Utah. Did you by chance were you able to see any of uh, USC's uh, press conference? I was just curious. curious no. uh, Caleb Williams' reaction following uh, this. Did loss. you not see oh, they, they didn't? They didn't they put talk. guys out. They didn't make players available. Oh, they did not. No players were available. I've never seen that. How weak is that, guys? Wow. They didn't make players available. Get out of town, man. Williams can do all these national commercials and make literally millions of dollars, but he can't go speak to the media after a loss for five minutes. You could have been in that situation, Christian. He's speaking for five minutes, right? Win or lose. You show your face, you answer a few questions, and then you go on your way. You don't just gravy train wins. That's pathetic. Come on, Riley. And I, I don't know this, but the guys in the press box were talking from the uh, USC guys that Riley didn't make him available. I can't verify that, but that's what the guys who cover the program said. And that's just absolutely that's awful. Soft. That is that's so low bar. weak. Yeah, come on. If they would have won and said, supposedly he would have hooked a field goal or whatever – you don't think guys would have made it be available? Anybody can talk when you're a front runner. Anybody can do it. But it shows the character of a person if he or she gets up there in a loss. I saw that uh, the WNBA, the losing team, the Liberty, they didn't, the players didn't want to talk. Screw that, man. You, you got to get up there, win or lose. It's not just win and then you speak. That's pathetic. Get it. And you're, you're training guys for the NFL. Caleb Williams is going to have some disheartening losses. Tom Brady lost Super Bowls, right? Jazz players, the statues, they lost finals. They stood up there and took the questions. And to not have that, it is awful. Now you have to wonder what, what Caleb Williams is playing for. I mean, at this point, all you can do is risk getting injured. Is that something you really want? You know what I mean? Does he really need to be up there? playing he obviously whatever bowl game they're going to get he's not going to play in so you have to wonder about that the, the, they just implode here the rest of the season uh and lincoln riley's rumors that you know he's put out nfl feelers and wants to go as a package with uh caleb to the nfl and just you know it, you, you, there's a winner and loser every game as i've said a million times and so they lost a hard-fought game by a couple of points and literally at the last second and you can't show your face and answer answer a few questions. Awful. Yeah, that's a joke. It's embarrassing. Oh, uh, you hear you hear PK Monday through Friday, six to ten, with his partner uh, DJ. You'll hear him again. I can't wait to hear what you have to say on Monday. PK, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, go say hi to uh, to Vince for us. <laughs> let, let Vince te- text Vince and just say hey, thanks for meeting me at the. Yeah, get, my favorite breakfast spot. Give I Vince, do. You should post these photos, or at least send them to us. I'd love to see these. Well, Vince I, Vaughn's I a hero. It, but, but my wife is in it, and she doesn't like any of that stuff. No publicity. So he's tall. Like, no she's a star. Now. Let's get a, let's get a co-op from her so that can go out to the market. That would be amazing. <laughs> or crop her out. Yeah. You know, I thought about doing that. You need uh, to. Vince is a hero. She was the one who got in the picture, and then I and he was so nice that I just walked around. So I am in the picture, though. You can see, you can certainly see me, and you can see her. I'm more in the background. Um, but you know, cool. I was thinking what I was thinking about uh, several years ago. Christian, the Utes had a big game, and the TCU came in, and they creamed the Utes. And there was a defensive end by the name of Christian Cox. 
And I think he said something along the lines of, I know my bishop is going to be mad at me, but we got our ass kicked. And I laughed hysterically. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know if you remember that comment. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I don't. I just spoke what I was thinking, so I don't. I I do remember saying it now. But yeah, we should probably grab that audio. You guys say you guys make you guys put on repeat way we worse things. Everything. Yes, all the dumb things I say. But that's probably one of them. So yeah, well, we did. I, we got creamed. You stood there. Yeah. You, I remember the game. It was a beautiful November day, and TCU was really good that year, and they put it on you. Yeah. You didn't duck anything. You no, I had, to, yeah, I had to go out and face the music. An idiom. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. And. You spoke your mind, and and I thought, ah, that's a guy uh, that I respect greatly. Because as I say, anybody can talk when things are good. It's what you do when they're not that really defines who we are. Yeah, and right. we know who you are. Well, PK, thank you so much. Safe travels. Uh, look forward to hearing you guys, you, uh, you and DJ, Monday morning uh, right here on the KSL Sports Zone. Safe travels, my friend. Okay, guys. See you, PK. Keep up the good work. See you. Bye. There you go, Patrick Kinahan. I cannot believe that they did not run out the players. I, that's that's as, you know what? That's Actually, I can't. Like, I, no, can. I can't. I, I can't believe. What, what did it. we you know say what? before the game? They're the University They're of Spoiled Children. I'm you're, telling you, your whole just... season, your whole season's ruined. Utah ruined your season again. They went to a New Year's Six bowl game. If he can't answer, himself. answer some media members that are just going to throw you softballs in L.A., then then. How are you going to answer? Say you get you Back go to, to New York. Losses. How are you going to answer when you go to wherever in the NFL? <laughs> You're not going to, and you have to. I you don't, can't avoid that. I, I wouldn't pick him wow. up. I actually, even if I'm a GM and you can't handle when it's, I think that's telling. Tough, I think that's I think telling about somebody. I don't want a guy. Don't like get that. me wrong. The guy can 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 throw the ball at all sorts of different angles, just like Patrick Mahomes, and and he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's but a hell what's of an the athlete, difference of Patrick Mahomes though? Patrick Mahomes' the mind is. He's very stable. Right. You want Jamar- uh, Jamarcus Russell? Is that who you want? No, oh, not, don't remind me. This Are you taking me a shot at me? Right? You're taking a shot at my Raiders. Raiders. This is not where I was going. Jeez, I'm talking about man. someone who has all the talent in the world. Hey, all Sarah, the talent. Who's the players? What are the players? I didn't see. Uh, I don't think I saw a text from you. We're going to play the players real quick, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. We've got Fillinger, Jackson, and Becker. Boom. There you go. Let's hear from these players following this this big Utah win at USC. Did you just lose your emotions after that win? Uh, I mean, I'm happy you got the you got the win. That's that's all that really matters. Is there anything different about this game? Uh, I'll say they got they got more athletes. They got athletes that they, they can make more plays for them. So that's a, that was a, that was a big big deal with them. But hey, they got a great team. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's a lot of practice hits. Uh, you'll see me in the net every 30 seconds hit a kick. Um, it's kind of normal, though. I mean, you don't want to approach it any different because then you'll build it up in your mind to be something that it's not. So really just taking it, like, one, one practice kick at a time and then just going from there. Um, but, yeah, I feel like we executed it really well. I was not nervous, but like confused because I was getting like mixed signals from all the coaches. Uh, they said that we were going to kick it and then we weren't, and they sent me out there and then I was back off and 
It ended up being just like an issue with uh, calling two timeouts in a row. Referees thought we were going to call another one or something, but we were just trying to run a play to center it. So, uh, coach would explain that in the locker room after, and it makes sense now. And uh, I wouldn't really change the way it happened because it went well. So. Uh, no, yeah, it was a good performance by the defense, and uh, just fun to be back out there and to contribute. So, yeah. Uh, we were just like, hey, it's crunch time. Like, we got to dig a little deeper than what we have been. We got to find it, and hey, man, hey, uh, excuse my language, but drop your nuts. Like, hey, it's time to go. Like, we got to get it. So that's basically our whole mindset that last drive. Uh, I mean, Bryson gonna be Bryson. He, he he's a competitor. He's smart. So I mean, we we, we definitely believe in the guy. I mean, I mean, it's that said for itself. I mean, I don't really know. We just take it day by day and try to get better as we go. Uh, I felt pretty good. Uh, if you watch the video, you'll see uh, the execution was perfect. JT could snap, Jack could hold, so uh, team effort. Any other questions for you guys? Ben, you had to do it without Cole in that first half. Was, did you guys feel like you had to do anything different, or was everything kind of the same? Uh, we all just had to do our uh, personal jobs and uh, do our individual uh, just jobs. So, I mean, we had Nate Ritchie stepping up and uh, doing his thing, so I think it was good by everybody. Uh, no, I was very tired and I was very happy that uh, we were done uh, playing. So. <laughs> what? Uh, at least uh, not done playing, but. Uh, <laughs> there you go. That was Jaquindon Jackson, Van Fillinger, and Cole Becker uh, talking about this huge. Utah win over USC Utes. They improved uh, to six and one. And I think, you know what, that says a lot about hearing Jaquindon Jackson say, I mean, Bryson Barnes is our guy. Like they have trust in him. They have faith in him. I mean, you have a guy that put his head down and got some hard fought yards. Yeah. Like yeah. we, we questioned, we were wondering and, 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 and he's, I mean, Sometimes the captain needs to lead with some of his play. And, and the thing is, sometimes he's not able to because he doesn't have all that athleticism. But he is going to lead with with heart. There's no doubt about it. And for the most, I, I would say he's he's kind of your he's kind of a captain on that team. He, he is. You asked who's the leader on offense, right. and you saw who the three leaders on offense were tonight. You saw a performance from Bryson Barnes as his best performance in as a Ute. He threw for three touchdowns. He ran for one. He threw for three, uh, 254. He ran for 57. Jaquindon's another leader on offense. He ran for 26 carries over 100 yards. Sione Vaki, it sounds like he'll probably play a lot more offense and a lot less defense and another offensive uh, leader. And this offensive line created holes and opened things up. But overall, who let him down to win the game to kick a field goal? 
was Bryson Barnes, who led Utah down when it made no sense in the in the Rose Bowl and uh, against Ohio State. It was Bryson Barnes. So he's experienced these moments that are really challenging and tough. What you see in his eyes now is he's not afraid to go run and throw his body around. And that's what Cam Rising did for the last two years. And um, as you galvanize a team, it's through what you do and not what you say. And Bryson Barnes is a doer and gets things done. And um, I think that's what's exciting about the rest of the year. Is he a guy who's going to go out and bomb for 350 or 400? No, but he just beat the Heisman, the Heisman winner from last year who's a top five, probably a number one draft pick, who only threw for 250 himself and no touchdowns. And um, there was a throw we didn't talk about uh, in the post is that throw to King off of his back foot. He's thrown two touchdowns to him in the red zone of the transfer from Auburn. And I think it's exciting. I think you got a road win against SC for the second time ever. You now get a set up for a very special game against Oregon. All of this news came out in the post game about – it's Bryson's team. It's Bryson's team for the rest of the year. Um, I I saw things in him the last two games that the team believes in him. Andy Ludwig believes in him. And that's what's so special about the season is it's its game at a time. And now you get to go head-to-head against Bo Nix. The, the Utah fans are going to come to play. You haven't lost a home game in like 19 games. And um, you get a win against Oregon at home. It's all And you beat <laughs> SC and give SC back-to-back losses. Could you write a better story right now? Like, this is your last year in the Pac-12, and let's see what you can do. No, And this... you can do it with twos and threes, and I think that's what's so neat. And we've been you've been saying that, that same thing since Florida. They've been doing this with twos and threes. And they finally got some, you know, some people back on this defense, and now guess what? They lose some people on defense. And now they're going to need some of those twos and threes again uh, to, to get it done. And the thing is, this, this depth, the fun thing is, like, this team is – these these people that you know these players that probably weren't going to get much time they're developing and getting more time which is going to make them that much better well, some next of them season. some of them is development but also like transfer portal right, right. like king is he's not a big tight end but he's by the way he owns the LA schools cuz he's got two touchdowns yeah. again between <laughs> yeah, against UCLA and, L- and, and and USC his two only catches yeah. or three catches boom two touchdowns right um, but also like Demuni. Demuni's a Stanford transfer. So the program's attracting quality talent from other big schools because they'll put them into the league and they'll give them a good chance. And so again, I, I think we can put a bow on this one. You know, one of the neater games I've seen, I've watched. Um, wish it was there, but um, credit to the coaches, uh, Morgan Scally, Andy Ludwig, masterclass on calling plays. And Kyle Whittingham has just reinforced himself as one of the best coaches in the whole country and has been doing it for the last 20 years quietly. And I think that's what's so neat about him. It's not what you say, it's what you do. That's going to do it for us. Don't forget to, uh, if you missed any of the the post-game sound, Kyle Whittingham or the, any of the Utah players, you can find that at on any of your podcast platforms uh, if you just search uh, under under Utah's feed, KSL Sports uh, under the Utah feed. Uh, and don't forget to listen to the Morning After podcast with uh, with Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard, and myself. We'll be recording that tomorrow morning uh, and hope to have that posted, I'm hoping, by 8.30 in the morning so you can get more reaction that you don't normally get on Sundays. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, and you can find that under the Hans and Scotty G feed. Uh, and then... 
Don't forget, starting on Monday, you will have on Monday you will have complete breakdown of all the all the games. Utah's win over USC, BYU's win over over Texas Tech as well. Uh, you've been listening to the U Post Game Show, Lloyd Cole, Christian Cox, right here on 97.5 BKSL Sports Zone.